On today's episode, we are discussing the mistakes that we make as psychics in business. You are listening to The Psychic Jam, a podcast that inspires holisticpreneurs like you to gain confidence, to learn, and to listen to your inner voice. Tune in as featured experts of the Psychic Associates discuss heavy and taboo topics, breaking down all the barriers of the realities of working in this industry. I'm Amber Price, and I am joined by my colleagues, Liz Throp and Jay Lane. And this is a fascinating topic because we are talking about the lessons we have learned by the mistakes that we have made as psychic entrepreneurs. (laughs) I know that we have all had them and I know that we could go on and on because that's what it is. Growth is learning, but this is something like I'm super excited to find out what it is that you guys think, because I know for me, it was all about not sticking to my timelines. Like I totally felt this pressure on me to be able to continue going until someone was done speaking or the conversation came to a a natural halt. And as a psychic medium and, and a life coach and all of that stuff, you're dealing with people's lives. And if you're, if you're any good at what you do, (laughs) you know that you're trying to connect to people because you care about humanity. And then that doesn't have a time limit on it, right? Because time is something that is man-made and we can collapse time around anything. So the only problem that I was experiencing was that I had other appointments that were booked. And as someone who cares about humanity, I also cared that I was keeping other people behind or, you know, what their time frame was. So what I was doing was I was booking a client for an hour and then I was adding an, an hour in between because I knew I was going to go over and I still needed a break. And then I would book the other person. So I was making sure I was being aware of what that other person's schedule was, but I wasn't giving myself that, you know, I guess that accountability to say, our session is wrapping up. Here we go. So this didn't take me too long, my friends, because... (laughs) As you can imagine, when you're exchanging energy you and you don't honor your boundaries, you, you start to have energy leaks and energy leaks can cause things like psychic attacks and, um, you know, being worn out and just complete wellness imbalance. Right. So, so this didn't take long for me to learn my lesson. It was like the universe gave me a little slap on the wrist and said, Oh, you want to continue to go longer. So you're going to have a migraine because this is exactly what's going to happen. Or you're going to end up upsetting your family because they haven't had dinner yet. And they're waiting for your, for you to finish because you're in the home working. And now, you know, there's all these other factors involved. So this was the biggest lesson I learned and the biggest mistake that I created in my business when I started. And that was corrected very quickly. And so I'm going to say that I did this for approximately a month. That's how long it took me to really get that universe's message that, you know, knock on the head of like, stop doing this. You're going to suffer because energy does drain you. And when you have energy leaks, then, then, you know, you're in for some trouble spiritually, right? Energetically. This is, so what I did was I created my, the accountability for myself. So I stopped booking an hour in between. I went down to 15 minutes. 
So now that pressure of, I know I want to respect the other person has now just bumped up, which means that 15 minutes before the end of that person's session, I'm already saying, okay, we have 15 minutes left. Now is the question and answer time. So if you have any questions, you're going to ask me at this point in the, in the reading, because we only have 15 minutes left. I do have another appointment after. And, and then we started doing it that way. And then also you become like what I found, I became a lot more flowy. So what I did was I flowy is an actual term here. Um, so what I did was I started setting an intention at the beginning of each of my sessions that I wanted my spiritual team to keep them on track with timing and myself on track with timing because the client knows they only purchased a one hour session. So they also have an accountability to, to know where the time frame is in what you're doing. Um, and so that way, both of the, the, the people involved in the session have clear expectations there's no assumptions. There's no, you know, getting let down on something. We all know that at the t- this time frame, this is what is coming to an end. So I asked my spiritual team to help me with setting those intentions and everything then became flowy because it was like, okay, it naturally evolved to a state where I could get to the end of the session and deliver the messages that I wanted to deliver. And the, but I will tell you the biggest issue at the beginning of this for me was making sure people understood what was being said to them before they left. And guess what? That's not my job and it's not their job. It's the universe's job to see how things unfold. So there will be, I'm going to say to you a hundred percent certainty. If you're doing a reading, you will have someone leave without understanding everything that you have said, because it either hasn't happened yet or they're focused on what it is that they want versus what they need to hear. Um, or they forget because let's face it, there's pressure. You're in front of someone and all of a sudden all this energy is flowing and your emotions are, are going. And so therefore you're, you're kind of lost in that energy. Right. And you will begin to realize that it's not anything that you need to be responsible for. It's something that just needs to naturally unfold. And the more you trust in the process of the universe and the more you expand and awaken, the more you're going to realize that you're leaving. If you've done a good job, people are leaving with more questions than answers because you need to have people question what they're doing and, and, and ask themselves about their limiting beliefs and ask themselves what they should be accountable for in their own experience. Because let's face it, we're supposed to be also co-creating with the universe, right? So we have as much responsibility to create our experience as we do to have things written in the stars for us. So for me, this is what my biggest lesson was. And sometimes I'm going to say, you know, over 10 years in, it still happens. People will still um, have an experience with me where it's not done at exactly 60 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever they have pre-scheduled. But I feel like I'm in charge of that decision. Like if I know I can go over, I will. And if I can't, I can't. So I feel like I'm more empowered by that. But I'm going to say as much as you get into that habit, just know that down the road, you're still going to come up up with this, right? (laughs) As much as you've learned, you're still going to have to keep reinforcing those boundaries and to keep your standards of your own professionalism, right? Because to me, my standards are I'm going to complete what I have agreed to do. And then I have to go on to the next person, which I have also agreed to do something for. So, so my, my professional standards keep me in check, which take away the shame and blame and, and, you know, worry and frustration over trying to feel like I'm not giving someone extra. So that was, that was my biggest mistake at the beginning. Jay, what about you? 
Oh, Amber, I made that mistake too, because, you know, I could just imagine you are so kind hearted and we want to please people and we want to answer all the questions and we want to help them. But sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to say no. So I, I could totally understand. So that was wonderful. With me, I think when I first started, as organized as I was in my regular day job, I wasn't as organized in my psychic business job, being that I had no resources. I didn't know where to get resources to do these booking calendars online. I didn't know what to do. And, and it's amazing because you waste so much precious time, you know, having to listen to 60 messages on your voicemail. And if you counter in the time factor, it takes at least a minute to listen to every single message to write it down. And then you have to allow anywhere from five to 15 minutes when you're calling these people back because everybody wants to chat with you. And then they're trying to get information or they're trying to, you know, find out a little bit more about you. And then it turns into some long conversations. So 60 calls takes three to four hours to return. And I just didn't have that time because I mean, I was constantly on the phone booking. So what I did was I was so badly organized because, you know, I, I just, I didn't know how to take or how to even schedule things. So someone had told me about this calendar online and I'd done this calendar thing, but what I didn't factor in is that it didn't really appreciate the time zones. So I finally found out about a calendar that actually gave me time zones and allowed me to have like autoresponders that I could actually do up some beautiful confirmation email, reminder emails. I could actually program the, the, the timing of these emails when they were to go out. You know, did you want a reminder 24 hours before, 48 hours before? And it's wonderful because you know, it really helped me maintain a list, a database of so many amazing people. And I can write to these people and say, hey, I'm having a special or I'm doing this or I'm doing that. So having no resources and not knowing, I think, was the biggest mistake I made when I first started out because it was just so quick for me. If I would have had time, I think, um, to build up the business a little bit and, and to take my time. But with me, it was like a fast track. So I had to educate myself very quickly. And I made a lot of mistakes with the type of programs that I chose as well because I was in such a hurry. I didn't really research. So I learned about reading, researching, doing my homework, talking to other people in the business, asking them, hey, what works for you? And so many people, sometimes they're ready to give up their info and sometimes they're not. But for the most part, you know, a lot of people will share that type of information and what makes your life a little bit easier. And so I think is one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing today is because I made so many little mistakes along the way. So Liz, I see you nodding there. <laughs> <laughs> I do tell what, what oh, yeah. were your little issues? Because we all have them, right? We all oh, have different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like what, what both of you have been talking about, um, Amber with, you know, recognizing how much time we are supposed to, I, I always lose track of time. It was my biggest challenge in the beginning. And, and as for the time zone one with you, Jay, yeah, Australia was my hardest one because there would be that 
transition time where it's either 12 or 15 hours or whatever, I I could never, I'd be like, just tell me what time it is there right now when you're booking so that I know. (laughs) So, and, and yeah, so for me, um, absolutely same kind of, uh, situations as you guys, but I also, uh, I allowed my clients to run my business, which was a big one. So I would dictate the hours based on what they told me they needed. Now, that meant I was working evenings and weekends for the first time um, when I first started launching full-time into this. I was working evenings and weekends because that's what I had been doing when I worked my full-time job. But the reality was that you know I got to make the rules. And once I realized that, the, the, the power in making your own rules in business is epic. So I changed it to daytime hours. I did one evening a week and one day, one day on the weekend, every other weekend. And it was like, all of a sudden, everybody just trans, you know, transformed to the days and and the the one night a week, and and it just made so much sense. So be be conscious of that. If that sounds like you, if you're being dragged around by your clients' needs, you know, you get to make the rules. Just like if you were to call a plumber, and you know your your plumbing goes in your house, and you call a plumber and say, "Can you come right now?" And they say, "No, I can't." You're not going to not call the plumber. You're going you're gonna to wait till they're ready to come to you if there's no one else available. That's how it works. Same in, in any industry. The other thing that um, I found I did that the mistakes that I made in the beginning was try to do everything myself. Um, coming from, you know, uh, multiple backgrounds. You know, if we talked on the show before about our, our backgrounds, I, I did HR, I did scheduling. I did, you know, I did it all. So admin, administrative, I, you know, executive says I knew how to do it all. So I tried to do it all. And what I've discovered, the older I get, it's just easier to hand stuff over um, when you can't do it. So still not quite all there yet. I'm still kind of um, a control freak when it comes to stuff in business, but I am working. It's a process, right, guys? It's a process. So, you know, if you can't give it all up, give it up a piece at a time. I have some friends in other industries that have their own businesses. And and it's one of those common things we all have together, you know, no matter what industry it is, it's giving up that control. Um, And then, you know, I guess the, the last one that I would share with you guys is believing that because I work from home, I'm not working as hard. That's kind of how it felt in the beginning. Like I felt so blessed to be able to be working from home that I kind of fell into that narrative. Oh, you're just working from home. You're not really working. And the reality is you're working harder, right? So stepping into um, entrepreneurship, you know, of course you have the freedom of time. Um, You get to dictate your time, but you find things to do in your day. And, you know, it's, it's a real challenge, um, you know, for the people around you to kind of also get a handle on the fact that, you know, yeah, you're working from home, you're actually working, you're actually doing, you know, you're not sitting on a couch eating bonbons all day, right? So (laughs) it's, it's, it's one of those misconceptions that, you know, just because you're working from home doesn't mean you're really working. So, honor yourself and, and trust that, you know, um, your, the work that you are doing is, you know, when, when you used to work for somebody else and get paid by the hour, um, you had a dedicated thing that you had to do in those hours. Now you just have 
you know, you're getting up at like two o'clock in the morning and you're working on something that you should have been, you know, you, you could have been working on during the day, but you were inspired at two in the morning or, you know, you come down and first thing in the morning and you're done at noon, but you come back down at like eight at night. So like it's spread out, but you're still working a full-time day every day. And, uh, and it's better for creative types, right? Because you can work when you're inspired. So that's just my two cents. What about uh, anything else, Amber? That you'd share? Yeah, you know, I think you said you said should have and then changed it to could have and that brought me to be thinking about the fact that, you know, would have, could have, should have, you know, what ifs and stuff keep you out of the mindfulness of the moment, right? And so that's a great point. Like if you're inspired at 2.30 in the morning, great. There's lots of times where I love to flex my time to be able to, to do what I want to do. And the... Um, I think the other thing about the would have, could have, should have is another thing that I can see other um, people talking about that they felt was a mistake. This is just like an outside kind of version point of view, bird's eye view here was about the types of information or the types of services that they are offering. Because just as Liz said, you know, Liz, you said you allowed your clients to dictate your business hours and, and essentially you ended up kind of working whenever, wherever, however, when your clients were available, which I mean, customer service, we've been drilled into our heads to say you, you know, customer first and whatever. And yes, we believe that we do believe that we should be flexible for our clients. But there comes a time where you look at your schedule and you're like, oh my God, I'm working seven days a week. And I started at 6 a.m. and now I'm finishing at 10 and it gets out of hand because now you're like, oh my goodness, what did I do to myself? And now I got to kind of rein it in, right? But this also happens with the, the services. So we, you know, the timing and now the services, because if somebody's coming to um, a psychic and the psychic says, I don't, you know, connect with, I don't give you mediumship readings, right? But then they come and they think, well, they're just going to do that. I'm just going to ask them. And then all of a sudden they're thinking, oh, I'm going to give you a little bit, but I don't know. And I'm not comfortable. And you start to kind of get pulled out of your comfort zone. And at the end, you're thinking, oh my God, I, I don't like what ha just happened. Um, this happens um, sometimes, you know, like say, they'll say, just tell me all the bad news or just tell me everything that you see. And then I've heard other psychics say like, okay, well, at the end of it, I was like, I shouldn't necessarily have said everything I'm seeing or everything that I'm getting because I don't know how to interpret it. So what I'm saying is I've heard other people say that they've worked outside of their scope of comfort and their scope of awareness because all psychics will receive messages in different ways. So if you're coming to a psychic, it doesn't mean that they're going to see everything and know everything. They don't know lottery numbers. They don't know who's going to win the Super Bowl. They don't know. I mean, you can take a you can take your awareness of what you're getting as insight and apply it to see how it will how it will play out. But there are things in this world that psychics don't get to know. And there are some psychics that will be privy to certain information and there's some psychics that won't. So, so, you know, from just hearing other people say that they felt like their biggest mistake was allowing um, other people to influence their services and take them outside of their comfort zone, left them feeling like they wanted to leave the business altogether because they felt really out of control about it. And they didn't really feel satisfied by it. And when you're working, you need to feel satisfied and in control of what you're doing and what services you're offering. And this is true in everything. If you're a mechanic for motorcycles, you might know 
not be willing to fix like a, a tractor trailer truck because you might not be qualified or have the experience to do so. So we wouldn't expect someone to do that. Um, so just kind of think about th that, you know, would I want somebody who, you know, who, who knits blankets all day, be able to, you know, fix my broken leg? No, it, it doesn't work that way. We have to kind of be aware of like, <laughs> what services we're willing to give you and agree upon that. And that's why I think it's important for, if you're starting out in business, know yourself, know yourself, know yourself. What are you willing to do? And your client will then have to agree to this terms of service, right? So this is what my scope is. This is what I'm willing to do. And this is what we're doing today. This is the goal of today's session. And if they're willing to do that, they'll proceed with booking. And if they're not, then there's another person that will be better suited for them. And then that will, that, and then there, there always is, right? There's always the right person at the right time for the right message, right, Jay? Absolutely. You know, I, it brought me back to when I first started, because when I first started, I didn't want to be called a psychic and people wanted me to do psychic readings because they say, Jay, you're psychic. So I had to accept that, but I also had to take a hard look at my services to see exactly what I was putting out there and the perception I was giving people, because I really didn't know how to identify myself when I first started. I didn't have any resources to say, Hey, this is what you are. My mother told me you are a psychic medium. And I did not want to accept that I was a psychic. But yet I felt pulled into doing all of these readings. And, you know, for a very long time, I, I used to tell people this is not what I do. And when I started offering people were really confused and saying, like, what, what, what are you doing? I thought you didn't do this. Well, I have to accept it. And, it, and there's nothing wrong with being really honest with your clients and saying, you know, I just got to bite the bullet and just accept who I am. So now I'm going to tell you everything that I'm getting and, you know, you're, you're, what I'm seeing, hearing, sensing, whatever. But yeah, I totally get it, Amber. And, and it's too, it's these mistakes we make when we first start, but we all grow from them. And I think that when we make these mistakes, that the best mistakes to make, you know, I have set rules and regulations as a result of some mistakes, and I still keep them to this day. And people try to get you to bend your rules, but I always say, no, this has happened to me. I have promised myself this will never happen again. This way, you don't have to suffer it if this occurs as a result of it. So, yeah, I think your points were great. Yeah, this was an amazing conversation because, you know, psychics will make these mistakes as they're building their business and they're becoming aware. And, you know, I'm always the person that will say there's lessons learned in something. And if I don't want to, you know, choke on that as a lesson, then it's a takeaway, right? Like something you're going to get a takeaway from something always. So this was an amazing conversation. And if you are listening and you are struggling with how to learn from your own mistakes, know that it is a natural process. You will continue to do so no matter how far advanced you are in your business. But if you would like support on these things and learn from the things that we have already done and been there and got the shirt for, <laughs> check out the psychicassociates.com. Until next time, have a great day.